0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes back. My name is Connor, and you're listening to the weekly movie show, without George, but with
1: Ben. Hi. Hey, buddy. Uh, Not much of a consolation since I'm here every week, but I'm in (laughs) a new
0: seat. You have got it. You are, to your credit, one of the most consistent members of the Podcast Strike's Pack. Top three. Easy. Easily. Mm. Um, Yeah, no, we uh, we switched everything around for George, and uh, even though we put through all the effort, he uh, still left us hanging, which is... Depressing. (laughs) Upsetting, even. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. We've got a really good episode for you guys. Um, We've got some very interesting trailers that have dropped, um, including the uh, Green Knight and the French Dispatch. French Dispatch has been talked about quite a bit in social media, so we'll be looking at that. Um, We also have our first look at uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman. Um, I have some opinions on that. I'm assuming you do as well. Everyone seems to. Yep. And... Help!
1: I've (laughs) been silenced.
0: (laughs) What's just happened? Oh no!
1: My microphone!
0: (laughs) Sorry everybody, there's been some slight technical difficulties. (laughs) Ben has ruined his microphone. (laughs) Anyways. Right, well, we're back. There is some very slight difficulties in the sense that they Ben's weren't happening
1: to you. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's mic just exploded. Um, also, this is normally Connor's mic, so I'm blaming him. Yeah, that's fair
0: enough. <laughs> you just don't know how to finesse it yeah, properly. Exactly. And um, your microphone hates me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's. Uh, where were we actually? We were going to talk about... What we've been watching. What we've been watching this week. Um, and Ben, why don't you start?
1: Sure. Um, I went to the cinema to watch something very outside of my normal area and indeed the purview of this podcast which was the new jane austen uh, adaptation of uh, the same name emma okay yeah yeah um, that looks really interesting yeah starring Anya taylor joy in the title role uh i knew nothing about this movie i didn't know it was even a, a jane austen story until kind of walking in yep um and I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, it, was, it was crackling with wit, as <laughs> one might expect from, from such a tale. Um, and just, yeah, really, really charming in its own way. Um, I, not Really not being my genre and not having any familiar familiarity with the source material, I found it... I was working very hard to try and keep up with all of the characters and names and families and relationships and manners. Um, but uh, once I kind of put all the pieces together um uh, i just thought it was a really uh, really interesting really sweet tale um and i would i guess recommend it to even to people like me who wouldn't normally go for that sort of thing um other than that i've started watching another stephen king tv adaptation cuz there's just it's really? hard to yeah um it's called mr mercedes starring brendan gleason it's in like it's yep. third or fourth season right now um And I didn't realize when I started it, but I get like halfway through the first season and who shows up but a character from The Outsider, which I'm also watching. Um, The one I've mentioned a few times lately. So they're connected in the same universe? They're connected in so much as all of Stephen King's works take place in the same sort of universe. So it's the same character, very, very different actor um, and a very different performance. But it was still really interesting to see the connection between these and kind of get a, a bit of background on the character I'm really loving uh, in the other series. Yeah. Um, and I'm really liking this show as well. Uh, this one is obviously like three seasons in, so I'm able to just kind of like marathon it. And that's, that's really handy for something that's kind of like a murder mystery or, or you know, really intriguing story. Um, so that's pretty much all I've been doing. Very cool. Um, I attempted
0: to start the uh, Young Pope series that we spoke about last week on the podcast. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, there's been a, a bit of advertising uh, for the, the new one, which is the New Pope, I believe, mm-hmm. um, with John Malkovich. Um, I had uh, seen that, you know, they had done a lot of advertising for the Young Pope, what was it, one or two years ago. Mm. It's on SBS, um, uh, which is uh, SBS Demand, which is a streaming service in, in Australia um so I was really interested so me and my my fiance sat down and 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 started to watch it and um I I started to notice that the quality wasn't super great um and I mean the actual visual and audio quality and I was like oh this is very strange so I assumed it was just I don't know buffering or something like that I've got pretty good connection Mm -hmm. um but uh and then it just kind of continued and I was like I, I was genuinely taken aback um to the point where it was just unwatchable we got um, probably about twenty minutes in, and you know, I just turned to my fiance. Fiance, I was just like, "This is, I can't do this. This is unwatchable. <laughs> can't deal with this." Um, and it was just really annoying because the series was um, was really interesting. You know, mm. I I think it's um, I, I was really interested by the style, by the kind of weird elegance uh that that it portrayed, and um, I was super interested in the this kind of from, from the first 20 minutes, just it seems like a near schizophrenic character. Um,
1: it, For the sake of conversation, I'm just going to mention, I also watched the first episode of this. Uh, did you really? Last night, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because did, did you watch it on SBS? Uh, no, thankfully, evidently. Oh, well, don't do that then. Um, no, I think I watched it on Foxtel. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. It was, it was a really... I had no idea what to expect from it. Neither. Except that it would be a little off in some way. Like, I thought it might be a bit weird. And sure enough, it was. I mean, pretty much the first scene is him speaking to, you know, 100,000 people at the Vatican. St. Peter's Square, yeah. Addressing them, yeah. Um, Just saying that they've forgotten the the virtues of masturbation. And I'm like, this is an interesting show, and I like it so far. Yeah,
0: I was was so on board. Um, Particularly, I I don't normally like uh, those kinds of sequences, and I don't want to, you know, kind of delve too much into it, because I want, if if people are going to go watch it, I don't want to spoil it. But... Mm. um, I but I think they really pulled it off and, and they, they created an interesting character. Um I just wish that SBS on demand wasn't I don't know what's going on. I've tried to, to, to fix it a couple of times, um, but uh, yeah, just not, not a great not a great get. Even after all that money we're paying them I know for a right? free streaming service. <laughs> for, but also with mm-hmm. ads. Yeah. And I was looking it up. It's meant to be HD and all that. So no, I think I might just um, purchase that one on iTunes and then mm. uh, watch it that way. Cause
1: yeah, I didn't want to mention it this way. Cause I thought that first episode was so interesting. I really wanted to get m- more of a feel for the series. Yeah.
0: And look, I, 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 um, we chucked that on like pretty much the day after, um, we talked about it and I was hoping to have made it at least, if not the full way through, most of the way through, mm. um, by the time I, I was going to talk about it now, but it's not the way it works. So what I ended up doing is going back to an old show that I've never really kind of watched in um, succession, but uh, I, I put on uh, *Shit's Creek*, which is a Canadian TV show that you've watched in the past that you mm-hmm. you've already recommended. Huge fan. And I had watched episodes here and there, but never really delved into it um, in, in in any kind of you know serious fashion. So mm. I, I started from the beginning, um, and. You know, I. There's something that is really charming about watching a real father and son duo Mm. on screen. There's a certain, I think, level of chemistry
1: that you just can't fake.
0: Yeah, Mm. I I mean, I was like, there's there's lots of people that have good chemistry, and I I don't want to be, I I don't want to say that you know you couldn't possibly get close to that, but there is a there is a comfortableness
1: um, between those actors and an actual like. I don't know Dan Levy has that rapport with his father you can actually tell that this was a man raised by Eugene Levy yeah. you know and and <laughs> you once you
0: realize that they are related th- mm. the simil- uh, like the way that they look
1: mm. it
0: it just it strikes you and you can't ignore it mm. um they are very much father and son mm. so yeah I I you know I really recommend the series I wouldn't go into it expecting anything too um revolutionary or too um not even particularly interesting, I would say, but it is wholesome and it is well written in a way that um, that I think that oft- oftentimes sitcoms like that, that they miss that mark. Mm. And I think that this one really hits it. So
1: it's a it's a hard recommend because I think it really is a slow burn. Um, mm-hmm. The first season, you could take it or leave it, essentially, but um, I think it really has evolved into with each season one of the absolute best shows on TV. Uh, and it also has a really strong um overall narrative and continuity to it which is really interesting. These characters evolve in a way that I think is so rarely seen outside of like the most prestige dramas like yeah. Breaking Bad or something. Uh, I fucking love that show. Yeah. So, I think that's onto what season 5 or 6 now or Yeah, it's on a, I think it's 6th or 7th and the final season. It's really impressive. Right
0: mm. So. Excellent. Um anything else? I
1: think we're good. Nope. Should we'll move the on the to the news. Very good. So as you mentioned up front, we have had our first look at Robert Pattinson's Matt Reeves The Batman Batman Costume. Yes, we have. Um, And that, what is it,
0: like a 30-second clip?
1: Yeah, it's just a pretty much test footage, like a a little costume test um, set to what is actually apparently Michael G. G, G Chino's score for the film, or some element of it. Um, And it's not... A Great look the video itself. There's a lot of I- enhanced kind of images from that video, but it's still very just a couple of small sections from the suit just kind of his face uh, and his chest. Um, we don't get to see how big his horns are or um, any kind of the rest of the, of the yeah. suit. But um, so what was your initial reaction? Um, this is really dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you,
0: the, the first the first thing is that there, you can barely see anything, mm. which is frustrating, right? But um, you kind of get it. They're trying to be mysterious and, and um, build the intrigue.
1: Darkness, um, no parents.
0: For me, I felt that the suit itself was very angular, mm. um, and it didn't strike me as something that was um, like a suit that it didn't feel mobile. It didn't feel, um, it felt like kind of one of those special
1: suits that Batman might wear for a one-off job. If there's one thing cinematic Batman suits are, it's mobile. I mean, just the all about turning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just mean in the sense of like, you know, there's a physicality to Batman, like good Batman scenes. Mm. Um, you know, Love it or hate it, the the warehouse scene in in BVS. I was
1: about to say there is a physicality to exactly one Batman scene. Yeah, but even
0: even Christian Bale's um, Batman, the Bane fight, of course, one of the great, yeah, one of the, one of the greatest hand to hand. That's George's opinion, by the way. As yeah. as a, as a, We're um, joking because of how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> but there there is a certain physicality to it, and I I just you know if you think about in um it it sort of reminded me in a, in a certain sense of the the suit that um batman wears in bvs at the end his like mechanical superman killer suit oh god um
1: not quite the, the, that the heavy lego, the lego batman yeah. yeah not
0: quite that heavy but certainly in that kind of very angular very like i don't know how to i don't i don't know that i i can accurately describe it but it just felt unorganic to me it didn't it didn't really flow um just a bit too harsh hmm. um but you know um I think that we'll have to see it kind of in more full context um do we have any uh i guess context as to what the story's about yet, like a, kind of a timeline
1: I mean all evidence points to it being an adaptation of the long Halloween um and I think a quote just came out recently saying it will be kind of dealing with his second year as Batman, um so not entirely an origin story um the but only not entirely not an origin story mm. isn't every story an origin story no no um the the main angle that jumped out at me um was not on the suit it was uh, robert pattinson's amazing chin mm. which um is already pretty much the best live action batman i've ever seen just his chin um the suit itself though i uh fell in love with immediately i, really? I saw yeah i saw a picture of the face like kind of a, a lightened up image Same. on an article yep. before i saw the video and i was like holy shit that looks amazing um it's like a slightly different take than we've seen before it doesn't look like classic batman he's got that interesting collar and the the um the cape kind of drapes over him um it does look a little uh a little more kind of practical or mechanical sort of like the daredevil suit which has been compared to a lot um which is a suit that gets a lot of flack which i think is a really stunning costume i absolutely love uh matt murdoch's costume in the netflix daredevil series yep um and, yeah, like, it's early days. Like I said, we can't see... It's not a great look at this, but so far I'm loving what I see. The main thing left for me is actually what the size of the ears are going to be because I always thought <laughs> um, Ben Affleck's... Well, Batfleck's stumpy little ears looked so, so dumb on him, on the on a, on a giant man like that. He, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, nubs.
0: I was never a huge fan of the... Uh the batman costume um in the stills for BVS mm. um again when when he's moving around it's a little less distracting mm. um i Definitely. liked th- i liked the material aspect of it i'm not sure if that mm. um if you if you felt that as well but um yeah when you see it in a still you're just like oh that he d- it just doesn't f- it doesn't sit well mm. unfortunately um yeah i i want to see it in motion i want to see it um you know, in a little bit more broader context, and, and and then we can see how we go from there. I think.
1: Yeah, I I can't wait. I'm s- really excited for this movie, which is probably a bad idea. As um, a, as a,
0: a bit of a uh, an aside, did you um happen to read the article about um Affleck and his um he, he recently talked about uh, leaving yeah, Batman he, he and he all. Yeah, from
1: after Justice League and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, what did you think about? Like, just kind of another article or
1: standard? Yeah, I mean, what we all assumed he got really hard into alcoholism, which is horrible, but that's what was reported on at the time. i um, very sad. It's nice that he's open about it. Yeah. Um, and it's better for everyone. Um, because I, I think so. I, I he actually... seemed to hate what he was doing at the yeah. time. <laughs> no one liked what was coming out of DC.
0: I think he, he's got to be like the, the what? The second most upset person with the franchise that they're in. The first being Daniel Craig, surely.
1: Uh Yeah. Or at least pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Cool. Um, Next up, with an estimated 57 million three-day performance, Paramount's Sonic the Hedgehog has topped last May's Pokemon Detective Pikachu to become the largest three-day opening ever for a video game adaptation. Now, this is just speaking in American numbers. I think Pikachu did a little better worldwide. Um, however, um, Sonic the Hedgehog did have, I think it was President's Day, was it just in the States? Um, yeah, which made a four-day weekend, and they, they got up to, to 70 million. Um, with that fourth day as well, which That's is wild. really like obviously not in terms of blockbusters in the whole spectrum, not amazing, but uh, much better than projections for this film and really good for a video game adaptation. And
0: much better than I would have expected.
1: Yeah, so um, I think a lot of us had kind of written this movie off, um, <clears throat> especially after they buckled to fan pressure and said, okay, we're redesigning. But I guess they in- actually engendered a lot of goodwill with that, which was what they were trying to do. Um, and of course, it being a kids' movie, I guess it had enough of a built-in auto- audience to kind of just push it over the levels. Well, i am just I'm I'm shocked that this movie did better. Like numbers aside, that this movie did better than Pikachu. Yeah. Um, just on that on that three day opening. Um, you
0: know, it's th- this movie has been a bit of a roller coaster for me. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure yeah. really how to um, how to gauge it. I, I saw I saw an article floating around that. Um, it was currently on 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Um, uh, that audience score. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. They don't mention that in the headlines. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, that this, this in, uh, uh, had I not seen it, I would not know what to think about this film. It would mm. probably be enough to entice me to go watch it, um, which is probably not something I would have done if I hadn't had to for our review, which is up, by the way, mm-hmm. um, or should be up soon. Um but, yeah, I, it, I'm i kind of shocked by this. Um, I'm really interested. I think we'll talk about it a little bit more in the review.
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, is, it is interesting. I mean, it goes to show you that the, the brand still has some power um, and that, love them or hate them, these video game adaptations are going to keep chugging along. Um, I mean, and I think there's just running various... out of ideas. <laughs> Well, but yeah, for, for a long time now. But I, I think there has been a steady increase in quality in, in video game movies. So like, I think it's trending upward. Yeah. Um, and I think least.
0: that one of the other things to, to consider is that a lot of the franchises now, a lot of the video game franchises have really spectacular um, worlds that they've built and mm. um, and 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 some very interesting characters so i think that and they have we'll big
1: big big business yeah
0: exactly mm. a lot of those triple a games i mean we saw it with the witcher which recently came out which is not actually technically based off a video game but a lot of the popularity at least in um north america and australia and, and you know countries outside of poland mm. um <laughs> that's where a lot of that um fanfare comes from mm. and i imagine that we will start to get that in the later seasons as well so um yeah, I think that, that AAA games being converted over into movies is a really good idea. Um, you know, it just really depends on, I guess, who's executing and and, uh,
1: and what angle they take. So, mm. And I guess after all the ridicule, I mean... Money talks. Yeah, like, obviously, it was the right decision for them to delay this movie by quite a lot, um, try and kill the animators working on it by making them redo the whole thing. Um did you and see Jim Carrey's comment about how
0: he also thought that, that uh, Sonic looked a bit funky? No. Yeah, he was just like, uh, when the um, internet got together and they kind of asked him to change it, mm. he was quietly happy because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just like, I didn't like the look of that hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh? well, if, um, if, if you know he can see it and he thinks it's weird and, and not good weird, mm. then I, I don't know how everyone in the animation studio or design was looking at that being like, yeah, this is fine.
1: Do you think all of the press from that initial design has boosted this movie in some way, given yeah. it more exposure? Yep. Mm. I think that,
0: you know, there was enough press around it. I think that there was enough... Um, I think, for me, the fact that they bothered to go back and, um, a- and reanimate the character made me think that there's something about this property that it, at least to them was worth saving mm. um, or was worth, you know, doing right which made me think that oh they must have invested or must have a really great script or the other performances are really good. Otherwise, my thought would have been it's not worth Mm. the effort that we were putting in to reanimate Sonic. Let's just put it out and it'll be that weird thing that just didn't work. But the fact that they went back made me kind of think, oh, they must have something that's worth watching here.
1: I'd say a big part of it is because it's such a a large and kind of far-reaching brand like in a lot of different avenues. Um, you know, the video games and the cartoon series and the comics yeah. and whatever. Um, and not only that, I think this this opening is probably going to guarantee this movie a sequel, which um, the movie itself clearly wants to do. So, uh, yeah, a, a kind of a surprise success story for that one. Yeah. Good on them. Um, next up, Billie Eilish's No Time to Die theme song entitled No Time, no Time to, to Die, die. Um, has dropped. So finally, uh, like... Two three months in advance of the film, which is a lot earlier than the last few. Um, yep. we've we've got the um the much uh, talked about song. Have you heard? It was a
0: pretty quick turnaround. I, I I've heard about half of it actually. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to the entire. That's game.
1: crazy. The, the back half is all dubstep. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. How they have yeah. just like <laughs> taking a different
0: angle with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got to be honest. Um, my uh anticipation for this film is pretty um has turned pretty lackadaisical. Mm. Um, I just, I don't see it being as good as I hope it is. Like I, I know that it's meant to be good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And we're, we're on the good mark now. And I really hope it is, but I just don't think I can bring myself to really care about this film. Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that will work to my advantage. I'm hoping that what will end up happening is that I'll go into the theater expecting nothing or less than nothing and be pleasantly surprised. Mm. Um, but uh, that is, more more than likely how i will be walking into the theater expecting very little
1: i mean, that's probably part of the the pattern is because you know you go into casino Royale, which people were very skeptical about and the franchise had been on a massive downward turn for a while and
0: everyone hated daniel craig as a choice for bond yeah, and, and then you're
1: like oh this is really good and yeah. then they they made you know the next one in the writer's strike and that was apparently a piece of garbage and i never saw it um i think that one gets too hard a rap.
0: I would rather watch Quantum of Solace than Sky or than um, Spectre. Spectre. I'd rather
1: watch X Men Apocalypse than Spectre.
0: Let's not go too far.
1: I mean it. I fuck, I'll do it. I wouldn't <laughs> rather watch the Hobbit. That's where I draw the line. Um, yeah, what's this story even about? Yeah, the theme song. Um, yeah, I thought it was it was kind of fine. It's no it's no bad guy. Let's be honest. Um, this... Are you a big um, Irish fan? No, that's the only song I've heard. Um, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, one of the two now, I guess um, At present And it could definitely grow on me Because they have, in the past But this is my least favourite uh, Daniel Craig song um,
0: uh, that, um, Quite easily The white one was I didn't like that one The Jack White one yeah.
1: um, Was another way to die I, I quite enjoy that I think that's really? a really interesting Different take on what a Bond song is uh, With Alicia Keys um, And of course, Chris Cornell um, The Casino Royale, You Know My Name Is a fucking all-time banger um and Adele. Do you like uh, Skyfall? Adele Skyfall is is a was a really cool kind of return to the, the old timey sort of bonds. Yeah. yeah, and then um you uh oh it's the last one. The writings on the wall by Sam Smith. Um, oh that's right. Yeah, which I have a soft spot for Sam Smith. I, I, I love like Sam Smith. His... But hating hating that movie as I do, I was really shocked to find seeing that song in the actual film made me love it. Even though the opening is absolutely bizarre with all the tentacles yeah, and yeah, shit, yeah. very strange. Um, I really, really love that song. Um, it, it kind of vies for my favorite of the Craig ones, honestly, at this point. But um, yeah, this one, so hopefully this one kind of gets the same turnaround and hopefully yeah. the movie impresses me as well because like Look, you know, i really, not, I, I really
0: want it to be good. I'm just not, I, I, I don't think that I can, I don't think that it will be. <laughs> yeah. But I really want it to be.
1: Yeah, All right. good luck, Tom. Um, next up, Aladdin 2 is officially moving ahead at Disney uh, with Guy Ritchie set to return along with the bulk of the cast. Um you now this what? is this is a no brainer for them.
0: I'm going to be positive about this. Let's okay, let's try it. Let's let's fucking I try think it. That this is an opportunity <laughs> for Guy Ritchie to have his take on Aladdin. And the reason I think that there's there's two reasons. One is I'm expecting Mulan to be successful.
1: Hmm.
0: Purely because it's what I I want it to be successful, because it's something different. It's it's kind of everything I've hoped that they, they would do let's, with Let's these see remakes. if it's good. First yeah, place. I know. But, like, I mean, just on a concept level, I'm really behind mm. the whole Mulan um, movie. But more than that, this is a chance for him to move away from the nostalgia, move away from the story that is already kind of really well-known with people. Mm. Um, and this, uh, as far as I'm concerned, could be an, a chance for him to do something original, um you know he wouldn't be beholden to existing songs or even the format of a musical um and and to create something that is actually meant for the medium that that is being presented i think is a really good opportunity mm. so he could he could do something that actually adds to the story as opposed to just tries to remake it in a less spectacular fashion
1: yeah i i really largely agree because the that first movie was Probably the most jarring film I've ever seen in terms of quality. I think I had a stronger reaction t- to it than you, you two guys did, but I honestly thought the worst parts of that film were much worse than I expected from that trailer. And the better parts were like 10 out of 10 good yeah. for me. So I was getting like whiplash from it because I'm like... It was a really bizarre I was film. like sitting in the cinema almost embarrassed to be there for a lot of it, and then I'm like, <clears throat> this is so good. And I've never seen a movie go up and down like that. Um, the,
0: the the market chase scene is still an all-time low for me in mm-hmm. terms
1: of like what are they doing with that great song <laughs> yeah,
0: well yeah and just the the physicality of the scene is just it's lost in a live action remake mm,
1: it's like I a mean, green screen on a green screen yeah it's just fucking <laughs> weird happening? um but yeah then what it just turned into like a relationship comedy with these charming actors i'm like this is really good um so yeah i i I apparently, or I think they're not going to be doing what the animated sequels did, which is good because the first one was like a, a straight-to-video sequel. I think it was just kind of a, a backdoor pilot for the, the TV series. Um, Robin Williams didn't even return. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they can figure out something to give it its own identity and, yeah. and move forward like that. I am weirdly optimistic with this. That being said, um, I feel like Aladdin number one was like the least guy Ritchie you could ever make a guy Ritchie film like see, it's no, like I why did oh, you say yeah yeah
0: but it, but on a concept level it makes sense i you're talking, disagree are you're talking about um a character that is a, a street rat mm. that is um you know uh meant to be a little bit kind of uh cheeky uh running away from the law mm. um him and his best mate go around stealing things i mean like that is that has Guy Ritchie on a concept level written all over it. Mm. So I think that from that aspect, I was kind of hoping that he was going to bring a little bit more Guy Ritchie-isms to it, mm. um, which is uh, which is where I do agree with you is that this feels oddly not Guy Ritchie-esque.
1: Yeah, it feels very much like a kind of a paycheck movie. Yeah, But um, on a
0: concept level, I think it's a really good fit. So maybe, th- maybe we'll actually get to uh, have a have that kind of eventuate in this one
1: i don't know man i reckon even at the onion they would have written an article saying guy ritchie to direct disney musical and they would have said no it's too ridiculous we can't publish that um but yeah hopefully it's cool didn't um didn't genie just become like a human at the end i believe so i don't even
0: know how they like because there was, an, they, aladdin, they there was an aladdin there was an aladdin tv show and uh an aladdin 2 for
1: the return of your father yeah one um there. There. which i think genie was so, so he was just free. He was still a genie. That's right. Yeah. But in the yeah, movie, yeah. I believe he became a human. So That's it's right. going to be interesting to see how they work around that. It'd be pretty ballsy if they just make him a dude. <laughs> He's just a guy. Yeah. I
0: think I. I think they should. I, I hope they do do something ballsy. That's kind of my point. Like I yeah. hope that this isn't just don't get your um, heads too high.
1: Yeah. Well, still talking about Disney here.
0: I know. I know. All right. So. What time is it? Sorry. What time is it? It is trailer time. Right. That was smooth, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. First on our list for trailers, we have
1: *The French Dispatch*. Is this a Wes Anderson movie? I couldn't I, I tell. Couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, fuck.
0: Um, you know what? My first reaction was just that, and I was kind of a little bit—I don't know if I'd say—yeah, oh, a bit over it. Mm. I was like, "Fuck, we get it. You're in a tour. You've got a style." But the more I think about it, if there's anyone that has, I guess, solidified themselves. Or, or at least earned um, a style or earned uh, the kind of repetitive nature, mm. it's got to be Wes Anderson. And I, I kind of have to give props where props are due. He makes it look good. Mm. So uh, I kind of give it a pass on that sense. You know, I, I do tend to like directors that try and expand a little bit. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, no one's really doing what Wes Anderson is doing, so let's let Wes Anderson do Wes Anderson.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, I I watched this trailer and it, it I had a similar reaction. It's just like this is a lot. Um, this feels like Wes Anderson injected pure Wes Anderson into his eyeballs and then sprayed it out onto a screen. Yeah, it's like a a fucking college humor parody of a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I, I I don't love this trailer, but um, just more you know, contextually I'm I'm like, Wes Anderson I think is a director who's pretty much getting better every single film. Um, I didn't love Isle of Dogs as much as, as his kind of, his other ones more recently, but.
0: Was it Grand Budapest was his, how many ago was that? Uh, That was the one before that, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think
1: one of his best. And then yeah, uh, Moonrise Kingdom before that. Um, And, but both of those, I I think are just absolute masterpieces. So, you know, he's more than earned the benefit of the doubt from me. So, um, I'll probably just, not watch any more trailers for this one and, and watch, yeah. the, the, let the film speak for itself, yeah. Um, but yeah, it really was just so like every Wes Anderson actor ever doing a Wes Anderson thing, yeah. Yeah, who's hoping it's great?
0: Yeah, no, look, I, I, I hope it is. And as I said, I kind of give the guy a pass because you know, he's Wes Anderson, so mm. yeah, you kind of have to. Um, I'm far more interested in this trailer, which is The Green Knight. Mm. Can you? tell me what this trailer is about. And when I ask that, i mean like, I'm genuinely asking, uh, what is this trailer
1: about? I can, it's about, um, a knight of the round table. Uh, Le, hmm, which one doesn't matter. Uh, Dev Patel. Dave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was about uh, to say
0: Dave Patel. I was like, that's not his name. <laughs> he's like
1: the, the nephew of King Arthur or something, but, um, he has to go on a quest of some kind. Uh, I would not have been able to garner that necessarily from the trailer itself. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I haven't
0: read anything beyond just seeing the trailer. Mm. Um, I had a look at it now. The, the, um, the wrap up is that a headstrong nephew of King Arthur embarks on a daring quest to confront um, the Green Knight. Mm. Um, you know, I. This is, if I'm to be honest. I kind of don't want to see another trailer. I kind of don't want to read another synopsis. Um, Correct. I just kind of want to see this film, and I want to see it now.
1: Yeah, this is like my trailer of the year so far. This is so amazing, so taking, so so very it feels A24-y. Almost like a,
0: but it also feels like if Del Toro directed an A24 film, mm. um, you know, which I... Or if
1: A24 directed a Del Toro film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one or the other. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: really fascinated by this, and I love, love the visual styling of this film.
1: It is so, um, so good. Just like, I mean, I could have turned this trailer off after that very first shot, which is just the, the crown or whatever yeah. coming down, and just, him just setting on fire. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It was so intriguing. Um, and the, the cast is a good sign as well. He's got at least two cast members from, from The Witch, which I think is really encouraging, mm-hmm. um, The Mother, and Ralph Innocent, the father from The Witch, who has the most amazing voice of anyone in the world, I think, um, is playing the Green Knight. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And Dev Patel, man, I'm just waiting for him to break bigger than he has yet because I think he is one of the greatest stars. I, I feel like watching him in uh, Skins like a decade or a decade and a half ago. It's a bit bizarre, isn't it? I was, I was like, this guy's kind of cool. But then you just see him in these other things and taking dramatic roles and comedic roles. Well, his, and- his
0: big... Breakout Beyond Skins I believe was the um Slumdog Millionaire Slumdog Millionaire mm. which I was not a huge fan of but I th- uh, that suffered from it wasn't as good as, as the book mm. um which is really unfortunate um
1: there's a book. Yeah, um, it's called
0: Q&A. I mean, for anyone that likes reading out there, check out Q&A. It's, it's 10 times better than the movie, which is usually the If you liked reading, case. you wouldn't be listening to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, I do occasionally read, yeah.
1: Yeah, but then last year he was in um, Hotel Mumbai, which I thought he, he was such a strong presence in. And such like a, just a, like a grown-up adult man character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, when did that happen? As well as,
0: uh, what was he in previously? Lion? As well.
1: Yeah, where he, he um, had an Australian accent, which I thought was really impressive because I thought it was like a spot on right. accent. he, he hard to do. I mean, you, you've never figured it out. His to,
0: ability to switch accents is, I think, really quite impressive. Mm. He's, he's done quite a few now. Mm. And he's like a Taekwondo champion or some shit like that. Like, really? he's a genuinely <laughs> impressive human
1: being. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so game for this.
0: Yeah, I think that um, A24 is pretty consistently coming out with some top notch stuff. Mm. Um, this doesn't seem to be breaking any um strides with that so i'm i'm on board and that's it for the trailers unfortunately that's it we got a really short episode this week um i don't even think that we have a question of the week damn i didn't even think about it ben can you think of a question that you would like to ask yes um we probably do have a question of the week and i just we've been really disorganized this week you know as you can probably tell with the episode coming out a day late and i did my job. Like that sorry
1: I did my job. Yeah, <laughs> you showed
0: up. <laughs> um, think no, of a I don't have a question. Um, I always look at... I, I said this last time. I always look at the, uh, the posters to, to find inspiration. I, that um, actually
1: worked for me. When are we going to get another frame for the poster that doesn't have a frame? That is
0: not the kind of question I wanted. I'm sick
1: of sitting in front of that thing.
0: Um, what is oh, no. your
1: favorite... shazam <laughs> which is my favorite <laughs> captain marvel movie it's shazam yeah. <laughs>
0: my mine's captain marvel <laughs> no, no it isn't. it's not no it's not <laughs> it's shazam god damn you okay um what is one uh, we probably already had this one but what is one movie that you think should never be remade
1: uh we have had this and i think i said the same thing last time but back to the future because it's perfect
0: Have you seen that recent uh, post that's been going around, that's the deep fake?
1: Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland.
0: It took me a while to realize what was happening. Mm. Because I was like, at first I was like, they have done a spectacular job at um, making this look like the same scene. Like, they've clearly gone to the same set. They've, you know, they've dressed up people. exactly. And then I was like, all right, actually this is a bit too good. Mm. Because I had to watch it two or three times. Mm. Um, And... Yeah, I, I was really impressed with um, how how good they made it look. That mm. um, I haven't yeah. watched it, man. Deepfake, it's scary shit. It, it genuinely worries me, and now with you know what they're able to do with voice modulation and mm. um, yeah, no, it genuinely
1: was it a bit did, of an issue. What are the voices in the video? Is it just the original? It's the original voices.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't quite tell at first. Like, I mean,
1: I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure those actors could do those characters pretty damn well. Themselves. I would
0: love to see them recreate those scenes and see how close they could get it. Hmm. Cause I mean, in terms of how they looked, if you just take Robert Downey Jr. And you take Tom Holland, they're not far off.
1: Yeah. I think that was what makes a really convincing. deepfake fake is yeah. when they're fairly similar already. Yeah. Anyway, do you have an answer? Something should never be remade. Um,
0: for me, you know, this is not just because I'm looking at the poster. Um, <laughs> But for me, it's it, it is Lord of the Rings. Mm. I'm pretty um, sure that's what you said last time too. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think that in terms of a film that they were able to put onto screen, that has a bit of a timeless quality to it. Mm. Um, I mean, even though it was revolutionary for its time, I think that uh, the the magic of that movie is beyond the the visual effects, and they're already quite dated mm-hmm. for some. For some scenes, at least, but, the um, Uh the Cato. I mean, uh, you know, I love their use of miniatures, but you know, you can tell in a lot of scenes that it is miniatures. Mm. Um, but I just think that you know that, that that film has so much heart at its core. Um, I would not mind if they redid the Hobbit. I could definitely survive them scrapping what
1: they have. And I just think they they it. owe the world i think they should I, I actively
0: think it, and it's so weird to have in the same kind of you know quote-unquote franchise mm. um to have one that that should never be touched again and one that should definitely be scrapped and remade yeah, like eradicated and then yeah remade. just ne- never admit that that ever happened just you know what they should do they should just announce one day like we're making a hobbit film something like didn't you just nope we're making a hobbit did film. not happen first mm. time ever it's really exciting
1: mm.
0: well anyways that's the show everyone um Tell us what you think. Do you want to see Aladdin 2? What did you think of Billie Eilish's song? What do you think of the trailers? What do you think of the Batsuit? What do you think of the Batsuit? People have
1: not been talking about that enough. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Um, Anyways, uh, go check us out on YouTube, on Instagram, on all those lovely little channels. Um, Go check out our Sonic the Hedgehog Mm. review. Um, And until next time. Keep watching movies.
1: Keep watching movies. (laughs) Now, classic catchphrase. All right, bye guys. Thank you. See you then.